the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. George Allman has the weekend off. Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Good morning. It was actually quite nice out this morning. Beautiful. The moon and whatever's rising in the east. Is that Oh, Venus I saw something. I, Saturn, I, I think. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Saturn. I but saw it, it. Gorgeous out. Yeah, it was really pretty. It's gonna. It's supposed to be a really nice weekend. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So, yeah, it got warm yesterday. I had to take my jacket off. Yeah, yeah, and it was quite a bit different earlier in the week, wasn't it? Yeah. Crazy. Oh my word. Yeah. My word. I haven't seen. I. Have, I don't think I've ever seen anything. I mean, I've seen. I've seen areas flood, but it's usually open space or um, the riverbed or something like that. Right. I, right. It. it uh, Urban flooding like that doesn't happen in San Diego, at least not not that I remember. Um, that was unfortunate, very unfortunate. Um, that was a lot of water. Lots of water. Well, three three plus inches in three plus hours is yeah. That's we not, don't, that's we a don't lot generally to, have uh, that here. No, that's a, but, that's a lot. No matter where you are, yeah. no matter where you it's go. True. You know, it, uh, although I. I heard him say on the news last night that we got more rain in six hour. We got more rain in six hours than we usually get in a month. How much is that? It's like yeah, an inch exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, it it's, doesn't really mean much, it, it, yeah. that. That's not a not a very yeah. not a very meaningful statistic. I wouldn't think. Right. Um, I'm not trying to downplay the the amount of the, water the amount of water that we got but, but it just right. wasn't wasn't a wasn't a useful uh, analogy there but those that. unfortunate people that were in the path of that and the oh, pictures i can't even imagine no, we no we, we see that Crazy. elsewhere we're in mm-hmm. san diego yeah that doesn't happen here it happens everywhere else yeah. that's why we're in san diego yeah and listening to their stories of the waters as they were coming in and having some of these people dealt with this just a what a half a dozen years ago, yeah, wasn't and, too, yeah, doing dealing with it again. Well, some of the some of the video that people shot were standing by their sliding glass door, and there's two feet of water outside the sliding glass door, yeah, and just pouring in through the cracks and everything else. And, yeah, yeah, it was a, uh, it was pretty wild. Well, I I know that the. City of Poway, you know the drainage at the bottom of the hill by the nursery mm-hmm. in Poway. At least once a year, they go in and clear, clear that, that out, out clean so it that out. the water yeah. will yeah. Move, doesn't get stuck there. It. Exactly, and uh, that's part. We see oh, these pictures crazy. and hear people telling stories of not my fault. Yeah, no, we talked to them. We've talked to them. We've mm-hmm. talked to them, but nothing gets done. To to that unfortunate end, um, both Walter Anderson Nursery locations are going to be hosting a food and clothing drive we will be taking uh food toys clothing diapers anything that people would like to donate to help the the unfortunate people that were impacted by this um and get it directly down to them yeah so i i know poway is quite a bit farther from 
from this than San Diego is. But anybody from the North County that wants to bring things down to the Poway Walter Anderson Nursery location will get it to the, the San, San Diego, Diego store, store and to directly to directly to people. the people. You know, whatever you can do to help, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Moving on to. Uh, well, wait. We're going to get more this week. More, more rain. Well, more rain. And next week. Well, so I guess if you're like me and you forgot to fertilize anything, yeah, you got another chance. You got another <laughs> shot at it. I which, actually, which it, which it actually could have gotten washed away. Exactly. With this last one, there are a couple of places at my house where, and this is courtesy of the county. Uh, water runs it's through. Not the city's fault. Our it, street in my at my oh, place, right. it's the county. Their their street uh, dumps onto our private street and. The pool at the the last house at the bottom of the hill, their pool got it's filled with with debris. Um, my fence acted as a nice filter and filtered out a lot of the mulch. But there was an area where I don't know, probably thirty feet wide, where the water was probably six inches deep coming across my driveway, and the trees that had mulch and fertilizer under them there were were impacted. <laughs> but I did actually feed this time. Yeah. I took the time out before the rain, and, yeah, bless you, and and fed, even though I don't normally do that. Right, right. But so I'll be reapplying mulch this, this week. I can imagine. Well, you know, I, I was watching the news, and they were driving down some of the streets and just the all the the furnishings and all the stuff that people were were putting out on the street to get rid of. I hadn't seen anything like that since um, Melanie and Blake and I flew into Key West about a week after Hurricane Wilma went through. And the main road from Key West Airport down into into town where we were staying, it was that's what it looked like. Oh, but it really? was, it was wow. pro- but it was like a couple of miles. And, and it was it was everything. It was it was couches, chairs, tables, mattresses, washing machines, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators. I mean, it was and I, and Key West is only four miles by seven miles long. It's not a big place. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and it's like, where does this go? Right. I mean, where, what do you do with this? So I'm they they had to come down and haul it all off of the island, but just. just it's like Melanie. We were what we were watching the news last night and eating dinner. She's like, where, "Where do you even start?" Exactly. It's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. So, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, today, Saturday, January twenty seventh. January is already gone. Um, we do have classes today, nine o'clock in San Diego. It's going to be pest identification with Kathleen. At 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be blueberries, care, culture, and variety with Richard Wright. If you've never grown blueberries and you like blueberries, we the selection right now is incredible. And, and they, they grow well here. They grow really well here. And I would say a blueberry plant will probably pay for itself within two harvests. Yeah. If you keep it alive. If you keep it alive. Okay. Yeah, there are. Okay. And they are actually... Fairly easy. I've I've kept one. Uh, I've tried to kill one alive. a number of times, and I haven't been able to. Um, <laughs> well done. But, but and they grow very easily in pots too. That's, we, yeah, that's that's the how key, I was successful. I yeah, yeah, me me too. Yeah, yeah. but you, for a they, while when it yeah. when when mine's root bound now, so I got to I got to move it into a bigger <laughs> pot. Um, but straight azalea mix. But when they yeah. yeah, and they like and they like an acid they like an acid soil. But man, when they're producing, I mean. You yeah, can, you can go out and get yeah. a Every lot, morning, a lot right? of fruit yeah, off of exactly. them. The only thing you got to do is you got to keep the one. Once one bird finds out that you have ripe blueberries, yeah, they're all gone because he tells his friends and they they all come in and, and mow on them. But the easy way to get rid of that or to stop that, he tells whatever. his friends. Well, it tells its friends. Okay, that, thank you, sir. Um, is I throw a, a sheet of. Um, Shade cloth over them. Yeah, just so the gets the air circulation, gets the light, right. um, but it keeps the birds from seeing them. Right, um, and then to keep the shade cloth in place, I buy the the giant black um, paper clips from the binder the state, clips, the binder yeah. clips, and put four or five of them around the edge of the like the edge of the shade cloth, and that yeah. that puts yeah. enough weight on it to to keep it down. You can also use the really thin row cover. Right, that works as well. And actually, the thin, I actually prefer. I've used both. I actually prefer the row cover 
because the plant can't grow through it. If you leave the shade cloth yeah, on, that, that's a problem. On yes. too long, the little the leaf, sprouts yeah. will get through it, and then it makes it a pain to get the to get the, 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 the shade cloth off, back yeah. off again without without tearing the plant apart. Um, next weekend, we are already into February, and we do have classes next weekend as well. It's going to be fruit tree uh, Q and A with Tyler Trimble in San Diego at nine o'clock. That's always a popular class, so I would. Um, be sure to get there early to get a to get a seat in a parking space. At nine thirty in Poway, it's going to be designing with California natives with Sharon from Butterfly Effect Gardening. Um, that's at nine thirty in Poway. And let's see today in Balboa Park. If you're looking for something to do, it should be a spectacular day in Balboa Park. Yeah, I did not. To- I did not print it, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's the it's the Orchid Society. That's right. Oh, this is the winter show weekend, yeah. and that's in the, that's at the Casa del Prado, room one hundred and one. Okay, so, I. What did you print there? This is February. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And actually, next weekend, the second, second, third, and fourth is um, the San Diego Camellia Society show and sale. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Which yeah. would be which would be pretty neat because the, there's a. There's a there's a lot of different varieties of camellias out there, and a lot of them are not available on the regular market. Um, Cam- camellias are an unsung hero in the garden. I, I, I totally so, agree with you. So tolerant, so easy to. I mean, really, they are for the most part. Yeah. yeah. I, although I did kill one in my backyard, but yeah. when I was when I was clearing my 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 drain on Monday, the uh, there's a huge camellia that I planted probably ten years ago down there. And it's got a small, bright pink um, trumpet flower with a yellow center on it and a variegated leaf. And it is probably six feet tall. And it has probably 100 blooms on it. It looks great. And I've done nothing to it for the last year, which means it got enough water from the rain we had last year. And Hillary must have been timely. Mm -hmm. It's in the shade. But... It's not hooked up to irrigation, and it's not in a place where I would run water. So it's gotten – it's survived on its own for the last year. Yeah. Yeah, they can be very resilient. Quite, quite, yes. You're listening to Garden Talk here on K, KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady. George Allman has the day off. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we were talking uh, before the break about uh, camellias. Yes. And, you know, if you want to if you want to see how much variety there is in camellias and a lot of stuff that's just not available in the general market, is look up um, Nuccio's Nursery up in there, Altadena. Is that yeah. where they're at? Altadena, Pasadena area? Yes. Um, it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing how much stuff they have. And I know I remember as a kid one of the ones that my dad always talked about was uh, reticulata camellias. Those are the giant, the real giant big growing fl- ones. Giant fl- giant flowers, sparse foliage. They don't have a lot of foliage on them, uh, but the foliage is much bigger than a japonica too. Uh, but they're they're some the. 
Crimson Robe is the one that he always liked, and it, and it is it is a brilliant, brilliant red. red. It almost looks like it's on fire. The flower, the way the the it's not it's not a formal double like Nuccio's gem, like Nuccio's gem, um, but it's not a peony flower, peony form one either, which I don't particularly care for. I it, don't I, either. It, but looks, it looks yeah. it looks it looks like silver waves, kind of. I like. Maybe. I didn't. I used to be a formal double fan. The flat. Oh yeah, no, super. I, I think they're spectacular. Large, large number of petals, but I over the years have kind of graduated, and I really like Silver Waves or Swan Lake. That open white flower with a single row of petals, and then the yellow and the, showing up. They and really wa- show and wavy petals. Wavy petals too. It's, yeah, my, my, it's it's a neat looking. It's my neat looking dad point. really got into camellias later in in life, and he was sneaking them in and. He would call me, and I'd have to. He'd always find room for one more, and then we couldn't tell mom because <laughs> we had too many camellias. But boy, he loved them, and there were always uh, camellias floating mm-hmm. at the house. I actually took one of the pink ones the other day and put it in a little bud vase on the counter, and it, oh, it lasted cool. for many days. I well, there's a weight. Yeah. I I've never done it, so I I don't know how you do it. But uh, I remember when Ray Landon used to work for us. Um, and I, God, I can't remember that woman's name. She would grow camellias and bring in the flower, and she would wax them. Okay, where you, the stem or the the flower? flower? You you dip the flower in clear paraffin wax and get a really thin coat of wax on it, and they last for weeks. But I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. Do you remember as a kid we used to go down to the community concourse for the health fair every year, and you'd walk around. And at one booth, we would dip our hands in warm wax, and you could coat your entire hand in wax. But it would just—it was a wax has such a low melting temperature; it'd be pretty easy to do. Yeah, I just remember sitting around the sitting around the uh, dining room table at my grandparents' house on Easter or yeah, one of Christmas the holidays, or yeah. or Thanksgiving, and sticking my finger in the. Yeah. In the candles. Yeah. Candles. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's almost the same. It's, it's, about, it's about the same. Yeah, it's, it's about the same. Um, let's see. I was out last week, so. George and I did an outstanding job in your absence, by they the way. certainly did. No, both, I, both of you. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, did we sell out of the onions? No. We still have onions and leeks in Poway. I would imagine you still have. Onions and leeks in San, San Diego, Diego as well. Okay. I am not certain of that. Um, I need to get – I want to grow the leeks because they grow so quickly and so easily, but I never do anything with them. Right. So it's rare why? that we do – it's rare that we do anything with leeks. Um, Melanie makes a – she'll make a soup every once in a while. Like a Is potato, it, wouldn't a potato it be good soup. to use in just about anything if you have them? I mean don't we I, not use leeks because we don't have them? It could be. Yeah. I mean, they're they're readily available. Aren't they for the onion-like? Part. Just a mild onion-like? Isn't mild. that what leek is? That could be. But then you know, yeah. then you think about it too. Uh, remember when? Um, oh, what was the what was the the native ramps? Is that yes. ramps? Yeah, yeah, but they're not native uh, to here. No, but that that was a yeah a huge a fad a huge fad for about six weeks. <laughs> Well, and, I think leeks have been around for more than six weeks, and are well, they, they have. their fad phase has passed. Yeah. This is a leeks should be a staple, and yeah. don't you do? Oh, you said it already. Leek and potato soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I just I remember when that whole ramp craze I started. Yeah, and then it just. They were well, ju- they just disappeared, and there was zero demand for them after they were gone. I true. don't know that there was that there much demand. demand while they were here. Well, that's true, true. too. Yeah. yeah Ramps they, are very popular where they're popular because I think they just grow wild on the forest floor. Well, right. it could be. And they don't do that here. I was right. pretty excited to take one of my ramps home and watch it die, die. over the next year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it well. Uh, but, you know, there's a there's a wild onion that grows in the, in the green belt behind our house. And, I mean, it... When they're in bloom, it's just solid white with flowers. But the the flower spikes only get maybe I don't even know if they get a foot tall. It has a really? little cluster of white flowers on the top of, but you can smell it right. when they're in bloom. I've never I've never tried 
never tried doing anything with them. But, just one but more I, reason why you should be growing leeks. Well, that could be. Or why I should. Yeah. They, 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 it, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know why you, why more is not done with them. Because more people are growing really them. Know, so know about them, we are, are suggesting that you all plant a cluster of leeks at home and then three months from now you can call us and tell us what wonderful things you have done with your leeks. extra leeks. Yeah. I do have potatoes right now. Oh, do you? Yes, and my onions are still alive because... Very good. You know, there was one good thing that may have come from all the rain that <laughs> some of us got last week is I'm hoping that the gophers got flooded out naturally. Yes, and that, so you didn't have to... Yeah, So I don't true. have to deal with them and watch them eat my onions in front of me. Yeah, that would be a that would be a benefit a, a for blessing, sure. blessing, yes. Um, all the roses are out. So we've gotten all of the roses in, including the David Austins, um, and they're growing like crazy. I, there, I, I can't believe how much growth is on them already. There was a customer in two days ago who was so excited to see the David Austin roses. Oh, I didn't know you carried these. This is fantastic. Um, hopefully, you'll still have some when I come back next week. She didn't buy any. She was really excited that we had them. Right. And but they she won't left, last and long. she's going to come back. So well, Hopefully. There's some left. Both stores have the David Austins, and we did get some David Austin tree roses this year, which is which a is little very unusual. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, they don't last long. I no, mean, no, we don't you get, get that the many. opportunity to get them. Get them because yeah. we don't get that many in. And then the fruit trees. Oh yeah, yeah. We we're in full swing, and some of the the peaches, the May prides, and the mid prides are fully budded the buds have expanded they're showing color they're starting to bloom already oh that's ridiculous it really is and i bought a few potted fruit trees this week the ones in the sleeve pots what are you gonna do varieties well i don't have to plant them right away because they're in the pots and it gives me an extended period to kill them to not kill them before (laughs) i don't plant them so i'm I'm, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm saying to myself that this is the weekend what, I'm going to plant What kind them. of peaches did you get? Well, I got a oh, peachy sorry. keen. Okay. And that's a, a – I read the story from Ellie Cook, and I don't think you have peachy keen because we didn't have them initially. Okay. But we did get in some peachy keens in the sleeve pots in Poway, and it was a, a seedling found in Ventura, and it bloomed early, and it bloomed within eyesight of the water. Oh, wow. And okay. so I, yeah. after reading the story, I, I decided I needed one. And I got an Inca plum, and I had a customer that was pretty excited about the Persian green plum. And we'd only had those for a couple of years, and then they disappeared. And Ellie Cook had some left, and they said they're not going to grow it anymore. So that's I'm going to put green, in a Persian. That's not green gauge, though. No, no, it's not. The green gauge is a Japanese plum. Correct. Yes, and I got my green gauge last year, and it is in the ground, and it is still alive. Very good. Well, you're ahead of the game on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of things to plant, and I, I've gotten four roses. Because as I'm pruning them, you see how big and robust some of them are? Oh, yeah. And if they have that robustness and fragrance. Yeah. And they're in a pot, and they can stay in the pot indefinitely. Right. Well, at least for a while. <laughs> And so I, I have a lot of work to do. Plus, I have to clean up all the mulch that's scattered across my yard that moved yeah, around, moved around yeah. from the rain, relocated. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the January newsletter, which if you did not get it via email, you can find it at walteranderson.com. Just go to just go to um, the newsletter button and click on that. And, I, and as a matter of fact, I was looking at the looking at that yesterday. We have. 21 years of newsletters Holy cow. online. 21 years? 2003. Goes wow. back to 2003. Wow. So That is 21. Yeah. And some of those, I think, if when you go back farther, I think were monthly. We were doing it monthly when we were still, when we were actually physically mailing newsletters. Right, right. I think we were doing monthly newsletters. Holy cow. That's so right. anyway, if you want to check that out. That is available at WalterAnderson.com. But looking at this year's January 2024 newsletter, um, there's the new roses are are noted. And 
looking at the looking at the photos, I thought, oh, this is all David Austin stuff, but it's not. So if you like oh, David, you're looking at the old fashioned, the, if you like yeah. the, the cabbage roses or whatever, uh, Desert Sky by Star, Powder Power Puff by Star, uh, Romantica Ball Gown by Star, Sunblaze Dragon by Star. Um, there's a there, old- there's a there's a lot of Cosmic Clouds. Um, there, there's other choices besides David Austin. If that's the right. particular so, type of rose that you like, I particularly don't. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, one thing I will say about David Austin roses is the the fragrance on them can be yeah just absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, there's an old saying from my pueblo when I grew up was growing up that imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So. That's why the David Austin's have been very, very popular, and they used to license them to these other growers to grow. And now that they don't, they're hybridizing their own yeah. types. But then now we should mention the Rose Garden. Oh, It's a little early, but since we're talking about the David Austin roses and how beautiful they are. Oh, uh, at Barona. At Barona. Yeah, they do. They grow David Austin roses better than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, they're, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I, and that's part of the reason why I was never a big fan of David Austin roses because I've never seen them grown well. They're usually just kind of these rambly. Yeah, right. It's true. That's strange. They're big roses. They they're, require yeah, some space. Rambly, yeah, range, rangy yeah. things. Uh, but the way they grow them up at Barona, they're, they're beautiful, compact, uh, yeah. just fantastic looking plants. And the other thing that's nice too is they, plant them in groups if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq kprz we'll be back with more right after this Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. The Both Walter Anderson Nursery locations are going to be accepting donations that we will be getting down to people in the flood-affected areas. If you have any food, clothing, diapers, toys, anything that can be of use to... The people that have nothing, people who got wiped out down there, please bring it to either location and we will get it directly down yep. to the people in need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during the break, we were talking about the weather warming up, getting some rain this going into the spring. And that's going to mean that people I, are going to want tomatoes and vegetables, tomatoes and peppers. peppers and, yeah. Tomorrow. Yesterday, I was talking to a customer who was asking me for tomatoes, and I said, I hope we don't have them right now. And even if we do, I would not plant them right now. And she said, I said native plants. I don't know how I heard tomatoes tomatoes. out of that. (laughs) But she was asking me for the native plant section, which is almost tomatoes. Uh Which we do have. Yes. Wonderful selection, and that's the class. And and it's a great – it is? In Poway, isn't it? On, is it yeah. this week or is it next? Isn't it this week's? Next week. No, next week okay. the, the third. Um, and that and now is actually a good time when we have right. rain coming. Now is a good time to the get plant. them in the ground exactly. to get the roots out. So, um, but it won't if the if this weather pattern stays where we're going to have warm weather going into going into February. Um, people are going to want to get a jump on their garden, and we. We will bring in early tomatoes and early they'll, peppers. They'll start showing up within the next week or two. Right. right. Yeah. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should plant them. Do you, you, need you, plant, you need to plant. You need to plant with caution. You need to keep a very close eye on the weather. Uh, if we just as we're just as we're getting these the, some Santa Ana this yeah. weekend, next weekend it's going to be cold. Yeah. yeah. The, this next storm coming through is supposed to be much. Cooler than the last one, you and the snow level down snow, to yeah, four yeah, to five thousand feet, which it's going to be. The temperatures are going to be cooler and windier, and yeah. moisture. Just the rain, even without the cold, on the young tomato leaves, it doesn't work out that well. 
True. No, they don't. And sometimes they don't like that. Sometimes we have a very warm, dry spring, and the people who plant their tomatoes in February and March get a, a good jump. Right. However, had you done that last year when we had nothing but rain, those people had to replace their tomatoes because most of them got diseases and got rotted out. Mm-hmm. So we seem to be setting up for more of a last year's wetter winter pattern than the previous season's drier winter pattern. So either grow them yeah, in a greenhouse be, or inside be, early exactly. or just just wait. Yeah. Well, and to give you an example, the forecast today in Poway, the high is going to be 75 tomorrow. It's 76. Um, but then you get to next for Thursday, 55% chance of rain, high of 57. And Friday, it's a 50% chance of rain and a high of 52. Cool, right. cool, moist weather brings black spot and all sorts of other diseases that are life-shortening and vigor-reducing uh, diseases for tomatoes. Yeah. So if, you're, if you want to try it, go for you, it. No, no. Don't try it. Plant your leeks and onion starts now because <laughs> they will love this weather. <laughs> That's true. And I did feed them, and it did not flood where they were. So. Oh, well, that's good. So it just soaked it down in. Yeah, I I, need, I definitely need to do that. I haven't fed anything in the yard in a long time. You know, I but, just realized that clearing the drains at my house facilitated water to move more easily. <laughs> yeah, it's Isn't funny that how that amazing. It, it is funny how that works. I've got the I've got the issue with that in my in the right side of my house. Everything got soaked really good over there because. Water, water had nowhere to go. Exactly. Uh, Except for into the gopher holes. You really? don't have gophers, do you? No, I've never had gophers. Better we knock d- on wood just to, okay. Yeah, no, I, I've been fortunate. Well, they can't They can't dig in Scripps Ranch. There's too many rock rocks. rock and clay. There's just rocks and clay. It's nothing that they want to, nothing that they want to fool around with. You know, I know I certainly don't. <laughs> I have to okay, so plant your there. leeks, your onions, your your there's still plenty of time for leaf crops, the right. lettuce, lettuce and cabbage, oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. kale, the yeah. flower crops, broccoli, cauliflower, and broccolini, and what's what are the other fancy? Is it kohlrabi? Ra- is- rap- rapini? That could be. Um, yeah. Your root crops, the love. See now, beets. Uh, now, I just realized something, Mister Anderson. What's that? That you don't like beets. It's <laughs> news to you. But no, no, no. Here's the what I just realized. Oh. You like radishes. And mm-hmm. radishes are just spicy beets. No, they're not. They don't taste like dirt. <laughs> no, no, I do I, mean, I do I do like a good radish. I know. Yeah. Okay, so you could plant radishes while I plant beets. Oh yeah. Is and that, and is you know, okay? ra- and rad- and and if you've got little kids and you want to plant stuff from seed, yeah. radishes are fantastic because it takes like what a day and a half for yes. them to germinate. That's I mean, why they, the plant grow eat program at the fair always did radishes because you could already already start to see a radish in a month. Yeah, they they grow very quickly. Um, but yeah, good a, a good radishes. We had a customer yesterday come in. He brought in a leaf from his plant, and it looked like a mustard leaf. Mm-hmm. But he said he planted spinach seeds, and okay. he wanted to know if he could eat it. And he had a picture, and it looked like a mustard. You can but eat it once. He, <laughs> you know, I didn't think of that at the time. But he said, the packet said spinach. And I said, well, what kind? He goes, I, I don't know. I don't remember. And he wanted to know if he could eat it. And I, I don't know. I don't know what you planted. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't tell from this leaf what it is, but mustard is generally edible. And... He wanted me to tell him he we we went through yeah. all of this, but he just kept coming back to, "Can I eat it?" Well, he thinks he has the seed pack at home, and i he did not get the seed packet from us. He did not remember the brand, he did not remember the variety, but he wanted me to tell him it was okay to eat and i I said, if this was in that seed packet, then I would reach out to the seed supplier because they probably didn't just put one packet filled with the wrong seed right. if it mm-hmm. wasn't the type of spinach that was was in there. But I, I don't know. I don't don't tell anybody not, to and, eat anything. And how do you know that that was even right, from a that, seed that came exactly. out of that package? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that, that yeah. that's a tough one. Um, Whenever anybody asks me, it, I just would automatically, no. Don't, <laughs> you don't know what it is. Don't eat it. it, it, it. Or, or eat lots of it so you aren't able to tell anybody that I told you it was okay. Good point. Yeah. Well, that was like there was a 
there was a meme going around about um, the first people that ate mushrooms and like, wow, this one tastes like beef. That one, that one killed Kevin within two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, and this and and George saw God for two weeks after he. he <laughs> was, so. So yeah, yeah you, you, you have to, you, you have you have to be cautious with things like that. But you know, the other thing I was thinking about, to be fair, with as far as radishes are concerned, if you let them get too big, they get pithy and gross, and they're they're not fun to eat. And then there's some that just kind of yeah. taste like cardboard. They just don't have any flavor to them at all. It's, you might as well eat jicama if you're going to do that. That's funny. <laughs> Which I, I, don't have a pro- I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with jicama. You hater. Well, but no, it, but they it, are bland. It, it's bland. It's, it's bland. It's bland. I, it, I, think a, I think a raw potato has more flavor than a jicama, but I'm not going to eat a raw potato. I uh, thought those were bad for you. Are like, they? Supposedly. Uh, my mom said that. My, my aunt used to give us jicama. You see it every once in a while oh, yeah. in a in a in a, yeah. in a vegetable landscape, right? In a crudite landscape you know. at a party or something, or a party tray, but and it's not it's not bad. I mean, right. but it's while it's I'm realizing to get things, I like beets, excited. but I don't like radishes. You like radishes, but you don't like beets. Yeah, I, well, you don't like cilantro either. So, well, <laughs> but I have good reason. <laughs> I have a genetic predisposition to dislike to, to, it. To dislike it, yes, yes, as some as some people do. Um, but anyway, so start thinking about what you want to do in your garden. You can you could actually go out and you know amend amend right. the soil, get, it get, ready things, for, get things ready to yeah. go. Um, if you got weeds growing in the area, go ahead and start pulling them out. Look for as this rain comes through, you're going to have a lot more weeds. All over your yard, this where you didn't even think you had weeds is going to have weeds. So uh, keep an eye on that and try to keep those um, try to keep those under control before it gets out of hand. The other, you know, another thing you can do, which I should probably do in my backyard, um, because my Bermuda is dormant. Actually, my Bermuda and my crabgrass are both dormant right now. Let's put down a pre-emergent for the crabgrass control because that makes a huge difference. As you move into spring, but you have to get it down before the weather warms up and the seed starts to germinate. Um, and it's too late. And it's too late. And unfortunately, from my experience, the post-emergent crabgrass controls that are out there for for use in a lawn just are not – they're not that effective. Well, supposedly, the newer ones are – That we still can't get in California. Oh, oh that's the – Next year. Which so Maybe. hopefully this yeah. year um, are, are better are better at that. But the pre-emergent is the time, and I think people have about another month to to get that Typic- down. Sometime typically, in February. You, typically you do. But if we have this right. kind of Santa Ana cycle going on, you may not. But if if you can see it growing, yes. you're too out late. of luck. Too it's late. too it's yeah. too late. Uh, but if if you can get it down before you if you can get it down in January late December, January, then you should be, should be in good shape. And, and a lot of the pre-emergence will take care of um, broadleaf weeds in lawns as well. And they do need water, most of them, to set them. You need to water them in. So right. mm-hmm. With the depending rain. on what rain we're expecting next right. week, it might be the right amount as long as it doesn't turn into runoff and wash it wash away. Wash everything away. So. Yeah. And, then the, and if you're going to use a pre-emergent in ornamental beds, which it's great around um, – bedding plants and things like that get everything planted and don't touch it because you need that layer in there to for it to be effective you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number we'll be back with more right after this Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. 
And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. George has the weekend off. Um, should we wish him a happy birthday? Actually, we, we probably that, should. Should we yeah. keep that quiet? No. It, well, nice out. work. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> Happy birthday, Georgie. Happy Happy birthday, George. Absolutely. I hope you're not listening to us. I was going to say, I hope you slept in and are not listening. Um, What else have we got going on? Well, while you're uh, looking at that, I'll remind people that both stores, both Walter Anderson Nursery locations, are going to be accepting donations for flood victims in South County um, starting this morning. Yeah. Yeah. We will get that taken care of and try to help those people out. As much as we can. Um, oh, if you haven't put down Ada Perry's yet, you still got time to do that. We recommend doing it during bear root, yeah. during bear during pruning, winter pruning and bear root season, and then in summer pruning in June. And anytime you're July. transplanting or so transplanting, if, yeah. So if I Anything, took yeah. home three or four roses that I'm going to plant sometime, I should put some Ada Perry's in the hole. Absolutely should. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a and it and you can use it on things other than roses too. Yeah, it is labeled it. as a soil conditioner and, and starter fertilizer, kind of a starter conditioner. Yeah, right. it's like Ovaltine for your plants. There you go. That Ovaltine. Yeah, it's good wow. for you. No, I hear you. But for your plants, I I understand. Okay. I don't know if any a lot of people know what Ovaltine is. Oh, God, I loved it. My grandmother used to make Ovaltine when we'd spend the night right. there. I was like, I loved Ovaltine. So did I. Okay, the, the malt flavored one. Yeah. Yeah. Do either of you have any movie references that come up when you hear the word Ovaltine? Christmas Story. Yes. Ovaltine, a lousy commercial. The, the, yeah. Don't forget to eat your Ovaltine. Yeah. And then his uh, decoder ring. Or drink your Ovaltine. Drink your Ovaltine. You drink, yeah. you drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. I thought they sold – thought they marketed that as some kind of a health benefit at one point. That's why, did, that's yeah. why it's Ovaltine mm, for your roses. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a – a good yeah. analogy. Thank you. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to really walk around and see what, if there was anything new. Ulstrom areas are starting oh, to come the, in. The Dan Mojene early God, crop he, of he Ulstrom areas. Such a wonderful and there job. were a couple of the deep yellow or bright yellow, not orange, but the bright yellow ones that we had in Poway. And I keep looking at it thinking I need to take one of those home and kill it. But yeah. The yellows are hard to find. I know. Yeah, and are. it's they're gorgeous. really hard. And they're full in the pot. I could divide it into... 17 pieces and kill it kill all of them exactly but i just haven't pulled the trigger because i have so much to do i have so much to plant if you have a well-drained area in your if you have a well-drained area and kind of a semi filtered sunlight area uh you can plant them in the ground and they'll absolutely they'll natural they'll naturalize and take over um they very quickly they because go ahead go ahead because of their fleshy root, mm-hmm. they are more tolerant of drought than most people would think. I have some that still pop up. I dry them to dormancy, and then they come back up. And I've had some in those pots for years that have, have survived. Yeah, I've got one on the back patio that I've had for probably close to 20 years. And it's still, it still, still grow, does very well. And on a percolating note, as much water as I had flowing across my property, once the rain stopped... There was not a puddle left. It all drains. It all just percolates it all, right away by the afternoon. Yeah. Days, yeah, it takes a while that's at my nothing. house. I mean, yeah, it, get through the clay. It, it yeah. takes a. It probably takes a few hours for it to to dissipate um, on the one side. The other side of the house drains just fine because most of it's pool deck. So <laughs> to a drain, to a drain, <laughs> right? And then the lawn drains to a drain, so that that keeps. Keeps most of the water under control in the backyard. We've been fortunate. I never really had a problem. I did have a problem one year where for some reason my Eugenias were dropping. Maybe it was a windy storm and the Eugenias on one side were dropping leaves like crazy. And they would float over the drain on one side of the patio. Right. And so I'd have to go out there with they a broom. Clean, and, exactly and clean the drain. Oh, God. That was that was bad. That was I think that was the yeah, I went to. I went to Home Depot and bought like six bags of play sand and put them up against the back door just just, just to be case. just yeah. in case. Uh, yeah, because I knew it wasn't going to go go over that, but uh, did have a couple of inches on the patio at one time. But you keep the, it's amazing you keep the Eugenia leaves out of the storm drains and they they drain it, it drains pretty quickly. You keep debris out of the 
drains and they drain well. Is that yeah, what you just said? Yeah, that seems that seems to be the general consensus. That has been my experience with drains as well. Yeah. Mark? Yes, yeah, so absolutely. Okay. We all agree on that. Yeah. Um, do we still have potatoes? Do, we do. There's a very few left, but there's still a few potatoes. And I didn't buy potatoes this year because yeah, I have my harvest that is sitting there needing to be planted. They were all fairly small because I planted them late. And I, I, that's just another thing I need to do. But right. I really need Throw to get them in the ground, baby. Throw them. But I have to dig a trench and then I have to well. fill up over the trench and it's work. Well, it is a little, it, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like asparagus. It's a labor of it, love. It's though. like asparagus. Aren't you supposed to dig a trench and plant asparagus like yeah. 12 yes, inches yes, deep? Yes, you are. Yeah. But, but I, that just never. Throw that, your potatoes in a trash can or something. Or maybe I should just throw my potatoes in the trash. Well, no, Is that no, what you're no, suggesting? No, no, no. no, they're easy to grow in containers. Really. I know, I know, but I. All right. I'd much rather put them in the ground. Fair enough. And where I did it last year was a kind of a mulch pile, and I just did it really late. I didn't plant them until early summer, so okay. I didn't get any big potatoes. They're all small, so they're it's perfect seed potatoes, seed yeah, potato exactly. size. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, I remember something that was kind of interesting. Uh, our friend uh, Mike Letzring from the San Diego Zoo, he's one of the horticulturalists up at the zoo, he's involved in a project uh, where they're they're rescuing palm trees out of Hawaii, and there's a weevil over there that is attacking the native precarities, and so they he's hoping that he said they're going to at least get some seed and maybe some seedlings, and they're going to bring them over here, kind of as a a lifeboat operation, um, interesting to wow. keep to keep them going. Okay. So he's he's been heavily involved with that, and it was interesting. We were talking about just some of the some of the weird palms that come and go, and one of the ones that I loved, and I don't know how many I killed. Uh, <laughs> this was this goes back uh, thirty years. Was um, Laqualla grandis. That's the it's spike big, trunk one. No, that's the one oh, that has the big the round, leaves, the yeah. huge round. Looks like a frond, it'd be yeah. a fan leaf. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, yes. but but yeah, but it's it's not segmented at all. But there was a there was another uh, was it Laqualla spinosa that had I the think, segmented yeah, leaves. Yeah. Yes, um, which and it was about. much easier to grow than the other ones. It's a tropical. Yeah, yeah, it's a very tropical. Um, and then we were talking about yeah, we we can get we can get coconut palms here every once in a while. Right, but. You would think that coconut palms would would naturalize here, but yeah, they, they but they don't. Correct. And there was a there was a landscape architect. He lived in La Jolla. I can't remember his name, but he loved coconut palms, and he planted a couple at the at the base of his driveway. Was it Todd Fry? It was Todd Fry. Todd That's Fry, who it was. Okay. Yeah, Todd Fry. And he said he he thought that the when you look at where they will grow in Florida, he said it gets as colder, colder in those places in Florida, but it doesn't stay cold for a long period of time. So the soil temperature doesn't, the soil temperature stays relatively high. And uh, so he built little, like almost like greenhouse boxes around the root systems okay. and the yeah. palm trees were doing very well. And I was talking to Mike when he was in the, when he was in the store the other day and he said, that's the, he said, they, they think that's the same thing. When, the, when they when they okay. plant they plant stuff at the zoo, he said they have had coconut palm trees in the ground. He said on a, on a south on a south facing wall next to a building, right. uh, to keep, to, to keep the to keep that soil yeah. temperature up uh, because they 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 don't like they don't like it when the when the soil temp they don't like cold right. roots. Right. The the rest of the plant is fine. It's but it's the root system that that is the problem. Oh. So. Okay. George is listening this morning, and he said okay. thank you for wishing him a happy birthday. But he threw out a another Ovaltine reference, which was Young Frankenstein. Do either of you recall the Ovaltine oh, reference in Young God. Frankenstein? I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, it's been many, many, many. All right, many, well, we'll have to look that I'll up. I'll have after, to check that one out. Yes. Maybe I'll watch that this afternoon. All right, uh, classes today in San Diego, 9 o'clock with Kathleen. It's going to be pest identification at 9.30 in Poway. It's going to be blueberries, care, culture, and variety with Richard Wright. And we do have a lot of blueberries in stock right now. So if that's something that you want to do, that would be a great class to go to. Um, next Saturday, February 3rd in San Diego at 9 o'clock, it's going to be 
uh, fruit tree question and answer with um, Tyler. with Tyler Trimble, and at nine thirty, it's going to be designing with California natives uh, with Sharon from Butterfly Effect Gardening, and she in, has been in the nursery and working with the native plant buyers and George to make that. It's going to be a nice class next week on the natives. Excellent. We'll have a good inventory for that class as well. And if you're in Balboa Park this weekend, stop by the Casa del Prado and check out the uh, San Diego Orchid Society's winter show. And if you're in Balboa Park next weekend, which I don't know why you would be because it's going to be cold and rainy, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, um, for the Camellia, the Camellia Society yeah. show. And but it's indoors. It's so indoor, it is indoors. So, it, so if you have enough sense to come in out of the rain, they have a place for you. That That is correct. Okay. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.